Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Q, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours showing and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The four for 26, so the war in Kuwait is the war room. With five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, turn me up on my headphones, y'all know Toby grabbing my. My personal internet's now, so if I just cut out, man, y'all just start talking, because I'm going to be talking for like five minutes after that. Peace, everybody. What's good, War Room family? Y'all are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports, on the War Room Sports Podcast Network on this special New Year's Eve in the 2020 episode. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. We got B. Austin. We got the end of 2020. We're going to get 2020 up out of here. It was a doozy of a year for all of us in real life as well as in the sports world. And we're going to look back at some of the highlights of this very strange year and big good riddance to it. So sit back, relax, reminisce with us for another briefing in the war room. You can get in on the conversation if you want, if you're with us live on this special time. Uh, by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Blog Talk's days with uh, the war room are numbered as well. So uh, <laughs> well, you can also join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But if you're not live with us, we just need to remind you guys that whenever you're listening to this, during the week, Anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. And we'd like to give a, a, a War Room shout out to all of those uh, homies on our, on our network, Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show, if you're a hip hop head, the Broad Street Line, if you're, if you're from Philly like us and you're into Philly sports. Or if you're not from Philly and for some reason you're into Philly sports. Um, After further review with the mayor, uh, John Appetit with the Burtons, if you like to eat on the couch with the Wilsons, if you like to watch TV and movies, man, we got it all. Just hit us on War Room Sports Podcast Network. What's up, brothers? Y'all ready for hell year to be over, man? Yo, the best thing that happened this year is shout out to you for getting a grooming sponsorship, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. I'm, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that sponsorship is, you know, a company sponsorship. So if you know y'all ever in the area, you know, take advantage of that war room sports affiliate relationship we got. <laughs> yo, With the male yo, I'm just gonna say yo. <laughs> yo, this, yo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm we definitely. Guy, yeah. We, Yo, we go definitely, ahead, go ahead, talk about the grooming sponsorship, Bluegill. Go ahead, no, no. <laughs> we, I, I'll, I'll, I'll explain listen, more of the details about that to y'all off air. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. How can you turn that down? Like I could not want to mess with somebody. Like I could, just, I could, I could be ready to roll out, but I take that, get the money's worth and more, and then roll out. But y'all don't know what we're talking about, so. We're not going to do that to y'all, insider, for now. 
So what's up, man? This is, you know, this year has been pretty much trash, you know, on the, on the social level. Cause I think we talked about it before. Um, some of us, you know, some other people, 2020 as, as far as other things go, maybe like, you know, financials wasn't terrible for everybody, but that's not anything that you want to be out there celebrating all in front of people because a lot of people, even financially, you know, had a, a very bad year. A lot of companies closed down. Um, a lot of companies furloughed. A lot of restaurants were shut down. A lot of jobs were lost. Um, unemployment benefits gained and lost throughout the year. So, you know, as a collective, as a society, man, 2020 and this pandemic and, and everything that came along with it, I wish we could just turn the page on the year and just bid adieu to all of this, but we know the effects of it are going to go deep into 2021 as well, but hopefully it won't be as bad, man. Hopefully it won't. The effects of this year is going to go into 2121. I was about to say, that's, that's true as well. Like, because, <laughs> you know, like a lot of us, you know, we lost people. You know what I mean? And can't get that back, yeah. whether or not the, 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 the calendar changes or not, man. So definitely shout out to all my brothers and sisters who, who lost folks this year, man. Shout out to our brother, uh, Jimmy, because when family loses family, then we all lose family, man. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rough, this, this year, boy, this year has been crazy, man. It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's just, I was just having this conversation with someone about this year. It's like, with all the loss I had, and, and not even just me, but people close to me, man. Like, right. It, it's just, it's just crazy. Because then on the one hand, like you said, business-wise, I probably had the best year I've ever had, right? But right. then on the flip side, like, you can't even you can't even celebrate that because, for one, you had so much loss. And then for two, you recognize that other folks are out here, like, you know, right. I had struggled. I had struggled. But it also makes you recognize that you need to live in the moment because – and appreciate what you do have in terms of family, friends, and a whole nine because right. none of this ish is promised. And I mean, even even keep it sports related. Even our beloved sports was taken away from us for a minute. And a lot of us, like you know, for a minute, like, yeah. Then when, but then when Bubble Hoops came back, we was hyped. Like we was hyped over Bubble Hoops because it's like, yo, you realize just how fragile this whole thing is. Like you got big companies that'll never recover from this. Like the government is barely functioning. You realize this whole thing that we call uh, America is being held together on a shoestring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying nothing is nothing is what it seems. I lost every I lost everything but weight in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Damn actually, that. I had a, actually I'm killing it with weight loss since June. I'm down about 70 pounds. Shout out to my Peloton, Peloton in the crib. But you know, okay, you know, okay. I've actually had a yeah, you know I'm saying I had a good year with that. But you know, like like I said, man, it's, it's just that. You recognize that nothing is promised, man. And, and, and like I said, even our beloved sports dog, they're still trying to figure out ways to make this NFL season go. We're probably going to cancel a week ago, but it looks like they're they going to get this done. By they gonna get, yo, they're going to get that done. Hell of high water. Hell already came, and they said, no, nah, it don't matter. Yeah, okay. Yo, okay. NBA, NBA is drawn. I know we're going to talk about that, but the NBA is drawn. So it's like our sports, like everything, man. Like everything can change in a blink, and, and you know what I'm saying? You know, we got to recognize that and move accordingly. Hey, and shout out to Neil in the chat room with us again at a a special time. Shout out to you. 
and happy yeah, listen, new we year. Definitely appreciate the music. Yes, sir. Major love. Anil shows us major love, and, and yes, um, she be funny on the timeline too. So shout to Neil for the timeline. <laughs> That's what you need in a year like this, man. You need everybody surrounding you that that know how to be funny, make jokes, live in the moment, oh, the like said, be yeah. lighthearted about stuff without being offensive. But yeah, that's why that's why everybody was mad at the Kardashians for stunting with their Christmas gifts. I wasn't mad at them, but I understand why people are upset. But hey, get off of social media if you don't want to see that, because usually people are putting the best of themselves on social media. So yeah, they was out there stunting ungodly with their Christmas gifts, and people were like, "In this pandemic, y'all shouldn't be doing that." And then they went back to their miserable lives. Shout out to Brown. I'm like, but, I'm like, yo, that's that's. That's their normal life. Like that's what they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all mm-hmm. y'all only like and follow the Kardashians because they stunt ungodly. So I don't expect them to stop. <laughs> I expect them to have no, no, I like and I like and follow them because of the tape that came out about twelve years ago, but that's neither here nor there. Oh man. Shout out to the to the to my young corny boy Ray J. That's my young boy though. All right, man. Let's let's get into this. Get, get, get this last show. Let's get this year out of here, man. So let's get into some hot topics, which are brought to you, of course, by my bookie, War Room Family. You know the deal. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's time to place your bets. The NBA is full steam ahead, and we're entering the final week of the regular season in the NFL. Jokes on me. I'm glad I didn't place a bet because I had it going. You know, my over under for the NFL season was six weeks, but Considering, like what y'all said, we know they don't actually care about the players. I should have known that they were going to get this, you know, they were going to get it off. So, look, why not make a couple of dollars to bring in the new year? Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast. No hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. And that's all there is to it. So we spoke last week about Dwayne Haskins losing his captaincy and getting a forty dollars or $50,000 fine. I think it was $40,000 after he was seen allegedly in a strip club, even if it wasn't a strip club, he was at a party maskless with a bunch of people um, putting his team in jeopardy. So, you know, they had nobody in Washington. So he still was able to start the last game, but he started and was benched for their 18th string quarterback um, who looked better than him in the process. After the game, Dwayne Haskins was promptly released from the Washington professional football team. What are y'all thoughts on this, man? We all kind of knew where he was as far as his level of play, but released? Did this brother get a, a fair couple, shot? No. A couple things, man. Number one, I looked at a uh, I looked at a clip of an all-22 tape with him, and he literally was in a play where he took a sack they were rushing four, and there were four four receivers open. And he and and he they got a coverage they got a coverage sack, but nobody was covered. So he's 
Yo, he's he is he he's really bad. Like he's really, really, really bad. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say first off, shout shout out to our brother Modi, man, because you know Modi Modi uh pulled you know, my that co- a lot of things. Yeah, you know Modi Modi pulled the data and and and, and uh, you know, everything. You making a mistake and, on and, this one? No no no, you don't even know where I'm going with this. Here, you don't even know where I'm going with this, man. I think that the boy Dwayne Ass King um is exactly <laughs> that boy is Ass King. But but the fact of the matter is like I'm still shocked that they cut him this soon, like. He didn't even get an opportunity to like fully fail. He didn't even fail one season yet. This is a very short <laughs> leash that they put him on. I'm not blaming it on um on anything because the one thing I will say is um from all the the reports you read and even from the body language and I'm not a body language expert. Like You're a trash human being too. Yeah, he doesn't seem to put the effort in. We've heard about some. We've heard about some of the things that I won't even put out there about that he's been involved in off the field that, you know, that, you know, uh, Des Connections have told us, um, you know, uh, not to be put out on air. But, like, he's, he doesn't seem to, like, take being a professional the way that you should. Um, we saw what Booger said, um, although i got a problem with that. But this is a very short leash. Like, you know, at least Jerry Jones, like, get you a, a bodyguard or something before he throw you to the wolves. Like, they didn't seem to, like what, – what, what round was he drafted in? First. <laughs> he, was Yo, the, he was a first round like draft pick, Yo, pick something like First that. round draft pick that fast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, he's a top twenty pick. So right. now, that, now. Like, he must, it, for the stories we heard, all I'm gonna say is this for the stories that we heard, it must have been the several others that we didn't that might have been even worse. Like he might have touched someone <clears> I mean I ain't gonna put that out there. He did something yeah. uh, like <laughs> a, a number seventeen pick to be cut that fast? So this is this is my thing, and y'all know this because we talked about it before. You know, I got a bunch of my neighbors that we talk sports sometimes. And, I, you know, on draft night, we were in the chat, and I was, you know, letting them know because there were two Giants fans who were upset that the Giants took Daniel Jones at six. As a Giants fan, I would be upset taking Daniel Jones at six, too, because we didn't know that much about Daniel Jones at the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they, but the real reason they were upset was because the Giants didn't take Dwayne Haskins. I mean, one of them literally said, I'm not watching football anymore over this. And I'm telling them, yo, you are staking your football fandom to the wrong On a person. guy that played one season? Because, no, he literally but, played one season right, at Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. You cannot trust those type of quarterbacks who play one season on a, at, at a very big program who are going to look good regardless – I don't know if y'all remember, but when we talked about it before that draft, because, you know, I around that time I was watching a lot of um, college football for analytical reasons because I was doing the show with Fred Perdue and all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot about Dwayne Haskins at that time. And even though I watched an Ohio State game and he'd get off, I didn't believe on him because if you looked at the games, he would throw a lot of short passes. And that season, yo, his wide receivers were getting busy. Like, you get a two-yard pass, they shake six dudes, take it to the house. Like, so a lot of his statistics were inflated. And then you had the stories, even back then in college, of this dude, I don't know if his maturity level is this. It came from his own coach. At the time, Urban Meyer, who's a very respected college football coach, told NFL scouts, I don't think he's mature enough. I think he needs more time here. He went. They took them, they didn't listen, and this was it. I tried to tell my friends this, Giants fans, Washington fans, all in one. You know, it all came off, you know, because a lot of people, 
you know, they're, first of all, they're neighbors. They're not long-term friends, so they probably don't bang with the war room. They probably think it's a hobby. You know, they probably don't respect us as quote-unquote sports guys. Cool, whatever. We, we've gotten a lot of that over the past 10, 11 years. So I think people just look at it as just another one of the guys talking sports. Like, you don't actually – they don't actually respect the fact that I study this stuff. I'm watching stuff that I generally don't watch, don't really care to watch. Not a big college football fan, but I'm doing it for a reason. So I'm telling these dudes, like, yo, I think he's a little bit overrated. I don't know why y'all hitching y'all wagon to this. And I, I came across because everybody knows who you root for, you know, personally. Instead of the sports guy, I came across as the Eagles fan who was just hating. I don't know why we were super defending Super Bowl champs at the time, I'm hateful. I'm happy as hell at this time. I mean, the thing is, so, fact, the fact of the matter is, he was a popular, he was a popular player coming out, and they've been starving for like a, a quarter, a quarterback in um, the face of a franchise. I mean, the same thing happened with RG three. Same exact right. thing happened with RG three. But but Jim, but RG three, you knew one of like I, we we had the same thoughts about him. But RG three was going top five regardless. My whole thing with them and pro scouts will tell people this. You didn't have to grab Daniel Jones or Haskins where these teams grabbed them. <laughs> Y'all could have traded yeah. up, made some moves, got some extra people, and still got these guys if they were your guys. But going back to the whole What's crazy to the me, short but, leech, but this, I, I agree with you 100%, Jim. And I think, I think a lot of the short leech, I'm not going to pull any punches. Black quarterbacks get a shorter leash, no doubt. And I think that has yeah. a lot to do with it. Yeah, but you know but what, number I'm, two, they have a new coaching staff, and he there. wasn't. He wasn't their guy. You know what I mean? But let me interject this real quick because I, mm-hmm. on, on that point, I think that black quarterbacks do have a shorter leash, but to me this reeks of like it's more than football. This has to be more than football because even with it not being their new guy, even with the black quarterbacks just in general having a shorter leash, you know, for this dude to be a number 17 pick, how many games did he even get a chance to play? Well, because remember, Jim, I even said his leash was short with getting benched. Like, I never expected him to be released. But when they benched him, I was like, damn, his lease was short. I'm thinking if you throw the dude out there, you got to let him learn and make his mistakes. I'm like, I'm not going to disagree with anybody that he's putrid, well, but teach him. You know what I'm saying? So I thought the benching was premature. Released? That's some crazy. This, this is not some this additional contest. Yeah. Well, they Some said additional he, contest. He's Jamarcus with it. He don't study. You know, he's cocky. Yeah. No, number be, one, he's like very that. cocky to be very garbage. Like that don't mix. Num- number one, your man Daniel Snyder was very, very, very instrumental in this pick. So we know his history with picking talent. Number and one, he, and then number number just pay for stuff. Number two, and I know y'all y'all will probably be more sensitive to this than 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 I am, even though. Rest in peace, mommy. You you took one for the team from cancer, but they're saying that he wasn't even sensitive to the fact that his head coach was a high risk person due to him just getting over cancer and his age. So you're going out, you're partying, you're not being, you're not following COVID protocols. You're coming into the building, and we're seeing what's going on with other clubs around the league, and you got a head coach that just got over chemo and radiation. And you're not sensitive to that? Come on, fam. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all those factors that y'all said, man. You know, the fact that he's trash, the fact that he's black, 
Jimmy's right. It has to be more than just what we see on the field. Um, then you throw in the factor that he's not their guy. You know what I'm saying? Snyder is good for that. Making a giant pick right before you hire a new coaching staff. <laughs> like, he's good for that. Um, yeah, and, and even with RG3, because y'all brought him up, the coaching staff, well, he, it, it was kind of the same situation, but even the coaching staff that was there, the Shanahan's didn't necessarily want RG3. They were forced into getting him, so then they had to try to groom him. But then they get fired a year or two into his tenure, and here we go again, forcing him on another coach. And, you know, that's how these things end up playing out. But last thing on do, we're not going to spend a whole, you know, <laughs> end-of-year show on Dwayne Haskins, but do y'all think he's going to get another shot in the NFL? This is where we see how long the leash really is when it comes to every team. He has to, like, get on somebody's roster, right? Raiders, maybe? They take all They take all the uh, everybody's trash. <laughs> yeah, he's he he, he going to be on somebody's roster. He's too talented not to be. Somebody's going to try. Uh, he's one of them both-way dudes, man. Too talented not to be, too trash to be. <laughs> What's it going to be? We'll see, man. It's a shame that this has happened. I hope the brother can get his career and his life together. Um, so shout out to him. All right, so let's go right into the quote of the week and the stat of the week because we're going to get this stuff out of the way, get these grind topics out of the way, and we're going to talk about everything that happened in the year that was 2020. So quote of the week, quote, and B. Austin going to like this quote of the week. Some, some, some old memories dredge back up. Quote, I've talked to teammates since then and know for a fact that he was out drinking before the biggest game pretty much of all our lives. And this is a quote from Terrell Owens on Donovan McNabb vomiting in the huddle in Super Bowl 39. You know, we don't like Super Bowl 54 or something. And T.O. still mm-hmm. out here throwing darts, talking about Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle at the Super Bowl. And I believe he was on a show. This was an interview with Master Teth Bastion of Bleacher Report. Um, what are your thoughts on on T.O. still bringing up these? I'm, I'm I'm torn. Part of me part of me wants to say like, "Yo, dog, it's over with. Grow up, move on. It's over with." Like, that's how part of me. But part of me part of me loves the fact that he keeps the same energy, and he and they gonna they gonna be rivals until the day they're gone. Part of me part of me appreciates that. Like, I, I appreciate when you keep that same energy. Y'all don't like each other. Y'all don't like each other. Like, right. so I'm torn. But um, you know, I don't care to hear for it because I just don't care. But at the same time, I you know I gotta respect people that can. It's, it's like Bill Lambeer. I love the fact that when Bill Lambeer speaks about the Bulls, like it's still vitriol there. Like yeah. that Bill, like you know, if they want to take it outside now. We can still do that. <laughs> Yo, he still want to throw hands. You're like dog, you like sixty, and it's like this is twenty twenty. You want to throw because hands? Because you appreciate you appreciate honesty and genuine authenticity. No matter where the energy is coming from, dude is right. genuine. He's authentic. He's real. And here's here's the thing, because I, I actually saw this in our production meetings and our show outline, and I said I'm not going to say nothing because I've given too much of my 40 years of and energy to the fact that I want to f Donovan McNabb up for same robbing energy. me. We also got that same uh, energy. <laughs> Yeah, the same, the same energy, and so I've reached out to Terrell 
and I even say his name properly when I, I, I extend this, like if ever we want to do some conflict resolution that involves a physical nature, the three of us can get together. You, Donovan. No, I didn't say roll on. I'm just saying we can we can resolve the conflict uh, in a way yeah, that I think Terrell yeah, and gonna, I would, they would gonna, find. They're going to Morris twins on the ball, man. <laughs> um, but here's, here's the thing. I think that it's fact at this point that dude was drunk and out of shape and ended up throwing up. I think it was it's fact. Here's the I'm other thing with give, I'm not even going to give him the excuse of being drunk. I ain't gonna, that's an excuse to me. I think T.O. don't realize. <laughs> <he gives laughs> you think he gets fat and out of shape. But here's, the, here's the thing. Give me that, give me that part. Because, because they've moved the goalpost so much on Terrell in, in respecting his accomplishments, even in going into the hall, which hopefully that boy will never sniff the hall unless he just loses all of his money and has to be a janitor there, which would be rightfully so. That's the only yeah. way McNuggets yeah. should have. But because Terrell suffered so much disrespect and suffers so much disrespect because his personality is, is, is a little abrasive, I feel like he always wants to keep things honest and keep it in check because the dude got a lot of accolades and wasn't a genuine person. It wasn't a good teammate and a good dude. So Terrell's like, look, at least I always keep it the same way, and y'all be letting this dude slide. I'm not letting nothing slide. Every time it comes up, I'm going to remind y'all of what it really is, what it really was, and what it still is. I respect the great, it. The crazy part is, like, you know, after his career, we did we find out that Donovan McNabb did kind of have some alcohol problems. So I'm not saying that it m- couldn't be true. I'm just saying by if if Terrell is his sworn enemy, like you putting it out there, that's kind of making an excuse. We lost the game by three points. So it's easy to say if he wasn't drunk. But I think, you know, if you're your, the sworn enemy, you just rather say, yo, he garbage and threw three interceptions and and we lost that game. But <laughs> And he was scared and vomiting and out of shape in the huddle. I think this – I mean, it's an insult to, to throw somebody's professionalism out there. So I get it, but – I still think, you know, you can lean on that. Um, people, put, it, put it this way. McNabb stands will find a way to lean on that as an excuse. Because I've already seen one person write, like, wow, if he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns with a hangover, man, he a Hall of Famer. Like, see, we're already flipping it to make it look good because that's what people do, one side or the other. <laughs> so, um. I'd be, I'd be willing to punch that person if you point me in the direction. <laughs> All right, yo, and then I, I forgot, I never, because I, I don't watch that game back as much as I watch the win back. But, um, you know, dude only ran one time in that, in that game. And I think it might have been during that eight-minute, two-minute drill when he was, like, bombing <laughs> the huddle. But we had already seen that, like, you know, as his career went on, McNabb got a little out of shape. And any time he would go back to old McNabb and scramble a little bit, you know, we'd either have to audible to a run play the next play or, you know, it, it just had to be something because we had to – he had to catch his breath. But um, uh, like Jim said, shout out to T.O. for keeping that same energy because he brought up um, Bill Lambeer. That's kind of juxtaposed to Isaiah Thomas who – he keeps that same energy, but he keeps it 
in a sly way. You know what I'm saying? He's still out there telling half-truths, trying to act yeah. like, I ain't got no problem with this dude, but will say something that assures us that he has a problem with this dude. But when, when it comes say, to, like, Bill Lambert, Bill Lambert just straight up front of us. Isaiah running around talking about, I, I didn't know Mike had a problem with me. Come on. Y'all know, y'all I know. think Mike is the greatest player of all time. I just was able to whoop his ass most of the time. <laughs> Underhanded compliments, but yeah, yeah. either way. But our, our stat of the week, man, um, LeBron's still tearing up the record books. On his 36th birthday, LeBron James's double-figure streak hits 1,000 games. Um, we figure you're a superstar. You're a megastar. You're somebody, you're somebody in the top five to ten players who've ever played the game, you don't really think this is that big of a deal, but I mean, getting ten points a thousand straight games, he he passed Michael Jordan back in like 2018, I think Mike had something like 867 or something like that, because things happen, you know, once in a while you you get into a game, you might not feel well, you don't get the minutes, um, you're blowing somebody out. You don't play. That's what happened to Giannis the other day. He had nine points, but that's because his team won the game by 50, damn near, against uh, the Miami Heat. And the game was won on a three-point party. So, you know, Giannis wasn't really invited to that. The team hit a, a NBA record 33-pointers. So, you know, Giannis took his nine points and went to the bench and just watched his team put on the show. But um, what do y'all think about this? Thousand straight games scoring ten points or more. It's consistency. If it's think, not um, anything else, I think they will make up uh, and bring about any record possible to shine a light on this dude. But it, it is from a consistency standpoint, it is impressive. I ain't gonna act like Jim. Jim. It'd be awesome just throw yeah. Isaiah Thomas at, at Bron. Yeah, he's doing exactly. He's, exactly <laughs> he's, just doing he's giving us an example. He was giving us yeah. an example of what Isaiah does. Um, I, 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 like, because here's the thing, right? People always talk about like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they were like, "Well, I guess he has all those points. He played that long." But I think that's part of um, part of what their greatness, LeBron and Kareem, is like the ability to stay healthy and, and be out there and be productive uh, for this amount of time. It, 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 it is Jimmy. It is, it is Jimmy. But I just want us all to be cognizant. And, and and fight against the evil that comes from that because that whole how long you play argument is what's used to justify Robert Ory's existence. Like, a part of that is, you know, misused. There are people that yeah. accumulate a lot of stats, a la Frank Gore, who's never been one of the greatest at their position. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. Frank was nice. Listen, that's with all due respect, and I like Frank Gore. It's just that, you know, I'm just saying, sometimes you play a long period of time and you accumulate numbers. No, because Kareem Kareem was still a top five dude as a middle-aged man with with a window on the roof and 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 corny glasses. But that right there, that right there is the difference, right? Frank Gore still scored touchdowns in 2020, but he's not one of the better running backs in the league. But like you said, but you like, still have to be impressed, people, especially especially at a position with an average three year window. Oh to no, it. no 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 no! Listen, yeah, no no, I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm respect. I'm I'm just bringing that home for you. I'm I'm not. I know you're not. This, this is what you're kind of saying, but you have to look at Frank Gore 
with even you have to be even more impressed because Bull had like two quote unquote career ending type injuries in college. So he went in, in college in the league one or two years. This dude in twenty twenty still scoring touchdowns like Jim says. So shout out to Frank. But, but I know y'all know what he's trying to y'all know what he's trying to do. But I get why y'all have that argument though. Because he's gonna be Frank when you look at the numbers, you're gonna be like, damn, Emmett, Frank such as Barry, you know what I'm saying? And and you look back to his career, and yeah, Yo, Frank he's was the never gods. the best running back he's in the league. Statistically, he was just consistent. He's statistically amongst the gods. Even if you hate Emmitt, there was years where Emmitt was the best running back in the NFL. Like, no, Frank he was Gordon not. Never ever. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I disagree. And I'm not a, I'm not a big Barry Cowboys left. fan, but yeah. like Emmitt Smith, <laughs> Emmitt Smith, Emmitt Smith, Smith man, Barry, his vision, his balance. No, I'm telling y'all, man. No, he was in, you know, but you know, you know what the ironic thing is, Jim? The bull Zeke, the bull Zeke reminds me of Emmett Smith. Yes, he He's does. Gonna, okay. gonna find the hole. I ain't even gonna say pause of that because we all try to do that. Because um, we all and, doing and it. And when you and when you do tackle him, he falls forward 95 percent of the time. And and he has a way of exploding, exploding in the hole. Hey, he like, don't get very far downfield. We all do. You don't got to pause it. <laughs> Shout out to him. Listen, yo, I yo, man, y'all know, man. y'all know Frank, y'all know Frank Gore is trying to play in the NFL with his son because he's no longer the best Frank Gore in his household. Listen, man, listen, man, we listen, man. If you see, if you see, yo, his young boy, his junior is nice. <laughs> all I'm saying is, within two minutes, I'm Emmitt Smith. But anyway, with all, with all that being said, listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, that's an FCC fine, yo. Yo, the fact of the matter is, right, LeBron, LeBron James, right, I got to give him his props because the crazy part about his longevity is, yo, he's arguably right now still the best player in the league. That, to me, is insane. Yeah, right? he's in the argument. Like, you could argue. You know, you can argue that he's still he's not winning. He's not winning the argument. And the mere fact that we discuss a Frank Gore with, with, with LeBron is why he's not on the same level as the God, MJ, because we wouldn't be talking about Frank Gore and Michael Jordan. <laughs> because Mike left. No, but, 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 but just, no, we're he actually just just, we're saying that's the difference. We're saying we're saying one is God level and one is like, you know, Saint Paul. Like we not we not that's what we're doing. We're using Frank Gore um his level of play to kinda like bring up LeBron James to say that Frank he's Gorgeous. not Frank Gore. Like, <laughs> Frank Gore just lived at the monastery and always got <laughs> <laughs> Frank Gore, Frank Gore, Frank Gore is writing the book. He's telling LeBron's story. It's like a whole different right there, Frank, like, Frank Gore, Frank, Frank, Frank Gore might get sainted. He'll get sainted at least. He, he ain't, he ain't gonna be a, a god, but he'll get a saint. If he's, writing, be a saint. If he's writing the Bible, he's gonna put himself in it. So that's how he, you know, that's how he's. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, a minute, he, if you're gonna he, write, he's writing about. I was there at the birthday party. He's still arguably, he's still arguably the best player in the league, and. I mean, at this point, no one has really come up to take the mantle and say, yo, I'm that guy now. So, yo, that's why a lot of folks... Yo, Kawhi, Kawhi disappointed me. I didn't realize that he's a coward and George Paul's a coward. Yo, so that means realize LeBron... That's the thing, man. But that's the thing. Everybody focuses so much on Paul George that they give Kawhi a pass. I mean, Kawhi doesn't load manage... You know, half the season. Kawhi the last low managers since San Antonio, dog. Right. Listen, he started Kawhi, that. but but here's the thing: that Kawhi, Kawhi had this is Kawhi had one of the single greatest runs ever 
And when you do that on the biggest stage, you kind of get a pay. You got the breath for our fans right now. Like, yeah, you get the they going to always go back to that year where Kawhi made him feel special. He had the the, the, the game-winning shot. He, like, put the team on his back. Like, he won a chip for Toronto. Like, that, so now he's going to He's about to low-manage his career now. That's a good – that's a good – um. That's a good example for the national pass. If you bring it local, he got the he got the uh, Nick Foles pass. <laughs> Even though Philly oh, fans, they, Philly fans, just Nick Foles too. Hey, I don't know. Maybe that ain't right. Listen, Nick Foles can come back and get a job with the Eagles when he's old and washed, like now. But the fact oh, yeah. of the matter is, and he ain't never like, gonna pay for that, grub in the city. Never. Yeah. So it's like so 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 Kawhi got that kind of pass where it's like everybody gonna go back to this year. Kawhi's about to load manage the rest of his career. <laughs> He got yo, the bag. Yo, he got the look bag. how many people are in, in our group chat, Jim, who was surprised that Kawhi played last night. We figured he actually got injured on TV. Actually had a bloody nose or something on TV. Bloody something on TV. And he came back with a mask on two games later. I'm like, wow. Everybody just knew he was taking yeah. the rest of 2020 off. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he man, my man, my man got the, he got the chip. He got the bag. And he back but home. Like Kawhi is much more street. of a diva than his personality, at least his outward personality would suggest. He's much more of a diva. But anyway, shout out to LeBron, man, for this for this uh another milestone. I've actually I can remember seeing games when this was in jeopardy. That's that is one thing, you know, y'all know LeBron. He's cognizant of all of this stuff. If he's not somebody's telling him, they're keeping him abreast of all of this. I have seen a game where LeBron could have sat it down before he got double figures because they were getting blown out or whatever. And LeBron, like, nah, we're going to get this, and then we can sit down. And with him, it's not even really 10. LeBron, like, I got to get my 20, <laughs> and then we can sit it down. But um, like I said, you still – a lot of these things where people try to make excuses to why people do this, you still have to be able to do it. Russell, Russell yeah. Westbrook, the big men, they letting him get rebounds. He still has to get rebound over, but he still has to rebound over the other team. Even if his men are getting out of his way, sometimes he still has to go. Yo, no excuse. So, I just looked up. I just looked up Frank Gore's stats. Yo, sir, you ain't got a leg. You ain't got a leg to stand on. You ain't got a leg to stand on, bro. But he's more like a top twenty-five running back. Maybe top twenty. No, he's not top twenty. He's not top twenty. He may be top. This dude. He might not be top twenty. But I said twenty five. No, he's not. All right. Phil gonna carry on. He's one of them dudes. He's one of them dudes where he gets over a thousand yards in a season, but think about it, sixteen games. Dude be having like eleven hundred yards, ten thousand ninety five yards. He'd be getting like sixty five yards a game. (laughs) (laughs) Start talking about running backs. You start talking about running backs, you want like the, the Marcus Allen's, the the the, the Tony Dorsett's, like it is a lot of dope running backs no, that but, but in our yeah, lifetime. Even when you level down, I'll take I'll take an Edgerin James, I'll take a Fred Taylor. I might I will I'll take yeah. the over Frank Gore. And I'm not and I'm a Frank fan. I used to I used to be Yo, I, I used to lean more to Phil's side and him and Jimmy used to argue because y'all know when Jimmy argues, he he argued it to he trying to draw blood. So even if he he's trying win. He's trying to win. He's trying to draw blood when he argues. So he's gonna he gonna make dude look way worse than he really is. But no, nah, he's bad. Frank is bad, man. With all due respect, I like Frank Gore, but I take Joseph Adai with Frank Gore. 
Not even naming like the not even naming the guy like, outside of the guy. Huh? The bus yeah, Jerome in the hall. Ain't, ain't the bus ain't the bus in the top ten as far as you No, goes? no, no, no. The ball, the bus is up there. But I'm saying there's yeah. so many like when we talk about the guys, yeah, we're probably yeah, talking yeah. about like like the Barrys, like the Walters, the the, the Jim M- Browns, yo, the, you know what I mean the yo, Emmett. But yo, and I'm, I'm not being I, with all with all due respect, Marshall Frank Ford, Gore is not a top fifty. Based I'm on taking, what Jimmy's I'm saying and as I think about it. I'm taking Thurm top, top Frank 50. Frank not top 50. Oh, He's not top 50. He's not top 50. He's not. I promise you we can name 50. Because if they don't know we live, I'm telling Phil as soon as we get off the air to go listen back to the to the, re, to the replay. Y'all, no, he he's said not top nah, he's not top 50, yo. He's not top 50. He's top 50. Is he better than Tom Raffney? <laughs> Yo! Y'all drawing. <laughs> Y'all drawing. <laughs> no, 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 he's drawing. But, but, but who the other? Who the other white? Is he better than Mike Allstock? He not better than Mike Allstock. No sir. Y'all drawing, man. Like, no, I'm not drawing. Jimmy, Jimmy, you taking you taking Frank Gore, or Mike Allstock? Honestly, Mike Allstock. How about how about how about Brian Westbrook? <laughs> Y'all tripping. Hell no, he ain't better than B West. <laughs> Get out. How about how about Ricky Waters? How about Ricky Waters? B West would be a legend. He better than he better than Ricky. Nah, he better than Ricky. Okay. He better than Ricky. That's where you draw the line. Oh no, man, Ricky Waters yeah. was a hell of a running back when he wanted to play. Yo. No, I didn't Heath say Heath. talent. Ricky's more talented, but dude is better. Nah. How about Heath Sherman? He didn't care that much. Yo. Huh? Heath, Heath Sherman, Sherman wasn't even good. Stop it. He had three legs though. Stop it. <laughs> now Jimmy being Jimmy being funny. I'm not being funny. Heath Sherman wasn't even good. Come on. Man. Heath Sherman ain't no, top but I definitely, I definitely, All right, but I definitely take Mike offside, though. I definitely would take Mike uh, offside. All right, well, yeah. we're going to talk about this next week, and we're going to bring Phil on the air because it's going to be hilarious because y'all Yo, we got we to gotta come up with a list. Yo, we got to come up with a comprehensive yeah, that's what I'm saying. We gotta list, make, man. We got to make – I'm make, telling y'all – I'm telling y'all right now, y'all can name 50. Y'all can name yeah, 50 know, better you know, than this. Y'all know War Room Sports. We start going really like Gale Sayers. We hate we lists going like Gale like Sayers. But we gotta we gotta do stuff like we gotta do that. Gotta Franco do that. Harris. All right, so listen, Franco they're gonna Harris, keep naming running backs, man. Okay. While they naming running backs, I'm gonna let y'all know before we get into these grind topics. That y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com if you wanna call in and speak with us about any of today's topics. Just dial the digital extreme tech hotline at three two three four one zero 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 one two. Just press one press one when prompted. But if you're already listening from your phone. Um, I'm tripping. Then then you can press one if you want to talk. So uh, you can also join us right now in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University. If you guys have always wanted to learn more about the stock market and even precious metals at this point and how to make your money work for you, but you haven't been able to do so, 
just make sure you go to our website and get this information. This information is not usually taught to us in school, but it's good information if you want to create wealth and leave a legacy. So War Room Sports is partnered with Bodyhood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. So go to our website, click the Bodyhood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our sponsors and partners page. That'll get you started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps, and receive 15% off of everything on the Bodyhood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy. But look, man, you, you got to stop waiting. You got to do it now. Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on that grind, waiting for this yes, god sir, while you're on the grind. Um, <laughs> Gaston Green and Joe Morris. You better than either one of them? Yeah! He's disrespectful. But Roger Craig, though, for real. Roger Craig? I he ain't better than Roger Craig. Craig. Or Eric, or Eric <laughs> he McKay. ain't better than Roger Craig. Or who? All right. Eric McKay. Oh, I think it's Eric Bienem. Eric Mickens. Ernest Biner. <laughs> Ernest Biner. Yeah. Ernest was nice to the phone. Yeah, Ernest was nice? But nah, he's better than Ernest. All right, Come on. seriously, though, seriously though, real quick, seriously. How about Tiki Barber? Tiki Barber got better as he aged and stopped being. Uh, I'm going to take Frank Gore, but it probably has nothing to do with football. I've seen Tiki Barber in women's high heels and wearing panties. So I don't. Right. You know, it's kind of like Jerry Rice with us. Tiki Barber too late to be great. So maybe I'll go Frank Gore. But that's another one. Like if, if I just got a game to win, I'll probably take Tiki. <laughs> Damn, Frank. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Oh, it's that's no, he's, no, Sean Alexander, way better. Sean was touchdown king. It's, one a, year. It's, a, it's a lot of dope-ass running back. Anyway, with that being said, man, why you on the ground is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies Hotline. Do you and your business need a custom website? Visit digitalextremetech.com or yeah, 725-4203. Ironhead Hayward. Yo! Christian, Christian Okoye? Christian Okoye. It's time to talk about what happened Yo, how about Larry Johnson? You know he's crazy now. He had a nice Larry Johnson was way more talented than Frank Gore. I don't know. I didn't think Larry Johnson had too many shakes with him. Maurice Larry Barrett. Johnson ran for like 1,700 yards, Dev. I, yo, once you go over 1,500 for me, you better than Eddie Frank. George. You better uh, than Eddie Frank. George. Eddie George. Eddie George is better. Eddie's better. I'm he's thinking, yeah, thinking he's black. We got to change the name. Maurice Correct. We just, yo. All right, what happened while he was on the ground, man? All right, yeah. I only thought of that because the first story I want to talk about is Ohio, the Ohio State University. He's like the um, running back person of the main hats. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's not cool. Yo, and they both came from the same Ohio school. State University, they have a study that says 30% of student athletes have heart damage, which is linked to COVID-19. Damn! See? See, now this, this is, this is like this stuff that's starting to come out. These were the issues that I had. Remember when these colleges, especially Big Ten, they had shut down the season, and the, these kids were on social media begging to play, and then when some other people, you know, decided they were going to do it, then everybody started to fall in line, and these big conferences was like, all right, we're going to play. Because y'all remember that before the season, it was like every day mm-hmm. one of the Power Five conferences decided that they weren't going to play, and then they all decided that they are going to play because the kids wanted to do it. But 
this is this is what I feared. This is a virus that we know nothing about. I think everybody put their guard down because they're like, all right, it's gotten closer to me. I've actually seen people or, you know, a lot of athletes have gotten it. They fought it off. A lot of them didn't even have symptoms, didn't even get sick. So I think people started to take it as a joke. It started to go back to the, you know, this is just like the flu type stuff. But we knew nothing about it. So we don't have, like, even with the vaccine, we don't know what the long-term effects of taking the vaccine is going to be because we don't even know what the long-term effects of this virus are. And now we're starting to come out with these studies. Um, I read this one where they said, like Jimmy said, 30% of the, the student athletes who tested positive for COVID at some point, even the asymptomatic ones, um, are having long-term heart issues. They said of those athletes, uh, 30% of them had cellular heart damage. 15% of the student athletes surveyed exhibited signs of heart inflammation caused by myocarditis. This I don't know what any of this is, but it sounds dangerous when you're dealing with the heart. So, I don't know, man. This this is the stuff that I fear, man. Because y'all, it's like Myo, right, myocarditis yeah, sounds like you could. Myocarditis sounds like you could go. I'm young. I'll fight it off. I'm good. And then we don't know what the hell is gonna happen to them in the long run. Yo, that sounds like just it just sounds painful. I don't know what none of that is. I don't know. Medical professional. <laughs> sound like when you do, breathe, your heart hurts. That's what it sounds like. Yo, I do enjoy yeah. I do enjoy Grey's Anatomy, but I ain't never seen no Myo car or whatever that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, but real quick, um Jamal Lewis and Otis Anderson. Yo. <laughs> Yo. God, Jamal How fell about off. Ray Rice? But he had a two Jamal had a two thousand yard season. So there you go. And Otis Anderson and Otis Anderson ran a five second forty. And still was getting fifteen hundred yards. Ray Rice could punch it into the end zone better than school. We lost all feminists that listen to this program. They're done. Yo, listen, let's move on. Um while right. we're on the grind. Another, another story you want to talk about. Um, Dan Lebertard. He says that his father, Poppy was a paid actor and wasn't his real father, and he wanted to put the story out there before the media leaked it. Now, I think he was trolling. What y'all think? I think he's trolling, though, because I, like... I can't was, tell. Somebody else had did something like that, so I think he's I trolling. Watched, I watched the video. I can't tell because he didn't crack a smile. He didn't smirk. He seemed like he was genuinely trying to get it out there before the news outlets killed him for it. But apparently, because I don't know what happened between Dan Lebitard and ESPN, apparently there was some scandal anyway. And they were saying this was just something else to add to the scandal. If y'all know, let me know. I don't even know why Dan Lebitard is no longer going to be with ESPN. But I do know um, Pop the dude Poppy, who uh, apparently his name is Doug from Des Moines, Iowa, he made a video as well corroborate, corroborating, corroborating this story, saying the same thing, and he said the accent is fake, but in the video, he spoke with the accent the whole time. I thought he was going to do something dramatic and talk with the accent, keep telling you that it's fake, and then, you know, at the end of the video, in the same sentence, change to his Des Moines, Iowa accent, whatever the hell that is. 
but he never did. So I'm confused with the situation, Jim, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised because how many times do we have to tell people out here that these talking heads that you see on TV, ESPN, Fox Sports, one, all these dudes are entertainers first. So if Poppy wasn't his dad and this dude is a paid actor to do this every day, like, if you told me that in all seriousness, I'd believe it in a heartbeat because we know the kind of things that these dudes, especially, you know, with us getting even background information, inside information on, on what these companies do. We know that these people are entertainers and they are about ratings. They're about clicks. They're about views. They're about all of that kind of stuff. So Dan Lebertard described it as something that they went with that kind of got out of hand. So they kept doing it because ratings, like I just said, I don't know what to believe, man. I don't know if he's trolling See, because I, I, I don't, I don't believe it him in the like, because it came out the same day that like it was a big, it was like a big thing on Twitter with um, um with uh, the Baldwin family. Um, yeah, so but maybe he knew he was next. Like speaking Alex, of that, Jim, Alex, I just Alex found Baldwin's out. Wife. Yeah, I I, I saw yeah, that Baldwin's wife. Video. Yeah, because she wasn't a. Uh, yeah, she came out and admitted she wasn't Spanish because all her high school classmates was like, you a white girl. Why are you playing to be a Spanish chick now? So, Somebody sent me a video, Jim, about her and about the story and showing her switching her accent and all of this kind of stuff and showing her parents being from America. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. She's frauding. But I'm like, who is she? I'm thinking she's like a Rachel Dolezal type chick. And then my wife told me today that that Alec Baldwin's wife. So I'm like, oh, that's how she's relevant. <laughs> But yeah, so but it's the same the same day that she came out with that, so it's sort of like a parody on that. I know people that watch the show is like, if you watch their show, you'll get it. Now I don't watch their show, so I'm not sure about their skits and their parody. So I mean, I've seen, I've probably never seen a full episode, but I've seen it from time to time. So that's what I'm saying. Knowing his, I also have listened to his radio show when he had one from time to time. So I kind of know his brand of sarcasm and it a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times he's laughing and joking, but a lot of times he can say something that sounds dead serious and he's BSing. So like that, I mean, that, that makes sense. Like if he was just coming out trolling as a parody to that, especially since they already got scandal going on. I don't know. But like I said, when Poppy came out to, to, to what Dan said was true, he kept say, he said at least three times in the video, this accent is fake. But he talked. He spoke in that accent the whole time. So, who knows? Who knows? And also, we know everybody. Everybody in 2020 clout. Everybody in 2020 wants to get clicks and clout chases. So, you know, right. it is what it is. So, so somebody you know throughout all these years would have had to know Doug from Des Moines and would have leaked this for some kind of clout or even a payday. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, but but okay. nothing is nothing has even come out of that. So it's like I think it's all BS. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is what it is. Yo, um, another news, um, Percy Miller, Master P, and Baron Davis are in talks to buy Reebok from Adidas. About so Keith Byers. to sell one of their sub-brands Reebok. You say who? What about Keith Byers? Yo, Keith Byers. That's <laughs> close. I thought he already said Keith Byers, but, but what about Corey Dillon, though? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking Corey Dillon. Corey was, Corey was that dude for a minute. All right, Cincinnati well, Corey Dillon, that is. So Master P, right. Baron Davis trying to trying to buy AI. 
Yo, yo, we no, real talk. Talk. that's all yeah, everybody real. got. That's all they since, got. No, man, they I'll got, say, got I'll say since, man. I'll say since early high school, when we might have still racked a couple of classics every once in a while. Besides, like since that time, have you guys gotten or seen anybody you know with Reeboks other than the questions? <laughs> No, I absolutely even those do joints, because even those had, joints like, was booty. Only the first ones was hot. Even, no, listen, Reebok has a huge line. They have a huge line. They have a huge thing within um CrossFit as well as MMA. In the eighties, they're huge. Like they they sponsor the CrossFit joint, so they make like CrossFit. So that's like its own little culture, um of of CrossFit <clears throat> and MMA. Like UFC had an exclusive deal with Reebok where everybody had to wear Reebok. Um, I think he still got it, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, I mean, somebody forcing you to do it, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's a contract. Yeah, but also I know that I know that within um CrossFit, like they're the top brand in CrossFit. Um, okay. which is a weird, it's a weird culture, but it's its own culture. Like you know, yeah. I ain't familiar with legend. that CrossFit body of work, so I don't. Like I said, I don't see nobody with no rebound. <laughs> you want to know about that CrossFit life? <laughs> We're not doing that CrossFit. We're not doing that CrossFit life. But um, yo, Clinton Porter stuff. <laughs> yo, yeah, I'm Clinton Porter though, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I think Clinton Porter. Clinton was a beast. That's all you Clinton. Clinton put fifteen hundred up on cats three times. <laughs> About yeah, Alfred Moore. You got, you got Frank Gore. Frank Frank Gore never sniffed fifteen hundred yards. Ever. Yo, Jimmy Yo, said gas listen, green. Man. I'll die for a minute I when he said gas green. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, Steve Stool. Um, <laughs> you bringing so, up dudes that I ain't I, know was still alive. Probably not. Yo. <laughs> my Yo, he wasn't better than Matt. He wasn't that better than Matt Forte, though. My question is, if Darren Davis and Master Pete buy Reebok, though, as a culture, are we going to support that? Are we going? Are we going to jump back and stop buying Reebok? What are we going to do? I am. I mean, I'm just going to spend yeah, more time on their I'm website to find something that's decent enough to support. And, you know, probably more apparel than shoes if they can't make better shoes than they make. I mean, now. I'm a. I'm a I've seen like, the kind I of shoes, wore shoes since March. <laughs> I've seen the kind. Yeah, of I'm. I'm support. I'm a. I'm a support man. If he gets, I'm gonna go ahead and get it. I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and get it done. Like Word done got it done being better than uh better than Bull. Word done. All they got. All they got to do is make slides for me, dog. If they make slides, I'm good. Like, cause all I wear is. Oh, they definitely. I mean, do I that. probably need to stop that though, cause like my doctor told me I ain't got no support. I need to stop wearing slides. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I wear them everywhere. Like, which you know ain't good for your feet, but. It is what it is. Yeah. But uh but Jimmy support them as a culture. War, war, but war, but work done though. Work done builds homes for single mothers, man. So he's definitely better than uh the boy. He's definitely better than the boy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how about um who's the boy? Work uh, done, uh, work done build houses for poor people, poor ladies. That's what I said. I know what you're gonna say, you're gonna say Steven Jackson. And yes, Steven Jackson is better. <laughs> Yo. Yo All right, man. Let's move I, on, I wasn't man. Gonna say him, yeah. spend the whole show talking Yo, about um, this dude. Yeah, yeah. How about a mind green? All right, seriously, though. Um, <laughs> nah, that dude said my arms sweat. That's why I fumble. He a coward. No, Dorsey Levin. 
Dorsey Levin. <laughs> Dorsey Levin. Yo, Dorsey Levin. I love Dorsey, but I always thought he was a little overrated. He's trash. Dorsey, Dorsey Levin. Dev used to call him Dorsey the Horsey. Paul. How about Cedric? How about Cedric Benson? <laughs> All right, but listen though. A couple more stories I want to do before Bill Gates happens. Cedric Benson used to get high. Here. Yo, shout to uh, shout to Barry Irving, man. Barry Irving, um, he he paid full tuition for nine students from Lincoln University. I have no idea why nine. It's a random number, but um, you know my school, Lincoln. Barry, That's not even his number. Out of nowhere, he said I'm like. I know, I'm a fan. I don't know why. Like, <laughs> what it probably, probably some real spiritual behind it. You know how Bobby yeah. be. He be in his bag. Some Native American. Around, they had to be. They had to be. They had to be male students because the coeds, the females that would go there, he wouldn't be interested in. <laughs> Yo, oh. yeah, I've never seen. Uh, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. All I'm gonna say is shout to Bobby for uh, you know um, putting work in, in the community. Yeah, maybe, so, so, maybe, cool. maybe nine is his career high in assists. I don't know. Yo, Russell <laughs> um, mm-hmm. from uh, NFL fame has decided to get half of his salary paid to him in Bitcoin and has become the first professional athlete to do so. So he's revolutionary one way or the other. Right. Um, I'm hearing, you know, other cool. people, you know, see this. It might, like, lead other NFL players to invest. So I don't know, we'll see how it goes. I know Jim, this is uh, uh, right I, up your alley. I would I love. I know you have to Isn't isn't the volatility isn't the volatility of the actual asset a little uh, a little much to well, be accepting it as? Hey, well, go ahead. Well, as a network as a network, it continues to grow. The volatility will slow down, but it is very volatile. But at the same time. If you understand currency, you know the U.S. dollar is more volatile because when you see the price of Bitcoin going up, it's not really Bitcoin going up. It's your dollar losing value. Because dollar losing value, yeah. They're printing money on golly right now. So we'll see. But I think it's a, it's a courageous act nonetheless to be the first one to do it. Like, you know, we'll see what happens. He said he would have did 100%, but his wife um, said, no, that's what we <laughs> right, so stop playing. Um, I need my and, divorce settlement And Russell Okun. <clears throat> is also big in the space. He's an equity owner in a couple of blockchain companies, such as like uh, Fold, as well as the company that um, processes the payroll that allows you to do this. So he's so uh, he in his putting bag, his money where his mouth is. Putting his pretty bag. much, pretty much, pretty much, man. Yeah, cool. man. So um, with that being said, though, I'm taking Dorsey Levin. Uh, then what happened uh, this day in sports history? Uh, drawn. All right, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book and just putting people at the top of the running back list because they got a lot of yards, yeah, y'all got to pick up Thomas your copy Jones. of sports. Smart people only read the sports. He's a hell of an actor. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture. Keep you on the edge of your seat and laughing like you're watching a comedy special. Just go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. But whatever you do, just make sure you don't miss the movement or any part of it. December 31st, 2017, December 31st, 2017, the hapless Cleveland Browns lose 28-24 to Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field to become only the second team in NFL history to finish the season with an 0-16 record. We'd like to give Cleveland Browns... uh, Yo, if I'd have started Giovanni Bernard, I would have won fantasy chip last week. 
trash. But we like to give Cleveland Browns a big war room salute for this historical moment, man. And now, let's get into this is uh, the year in review, which is also also brought to you by my bookie. But we're not going to read that whole thing again. You already got that, man. Let's talk about this year um, that was 2020, man. So, no doubt. Uh, the year started off even before COVID became the key word for the, for the whole thing. The year Terrell started Davis. off terrible in the world of sports when we heard on January 26th that Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Going back to that moment, fellas, like, where were you? How did you feel when you heard it? Like, and how crazy is it now? Because it seems like this was like five years ago, and this was just at the top of this godforsaken year that we lost Kobe and his daughter Gigi and eight other people in a um, helicopter accident. Last, last time I felt that way was uh, when the late, great Christopher Wallace, my cousin, passed. Um, that's, that's the last time I can remember feeling that way about somebody I wasn't truly related to. But yeah. Ter- Terrell Davis, uh, Mike, I know, Mike Jimmy, Jack. you automatically going to take Terrell. Mike Jack. All right, y'all. Come on, man. Mike Jack hit me like that as well. As well. But, <laughs> you know, we will, we, next, next week's show will be, we'll name it Frank Gore and his contemporaries. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> But, you know, Chester Taylor or Robert Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dad. You got it. I'm about to mute y'all mics. <laughs> no, last um, one I got. Last one I got. Herschel Curtis Walker. Martin. Seriously. Herschel Walker. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Curtis Martin. I'm done. I'm done after that. I really want to know what y'all feel about Herschel Walker, though. Well, Curtis Martin. Nah, he wasn't the, that good. To tell the truth, Curtis Martin is in the same boat, uh, B. Curtis Martin is high up on the list, and we could, we would probably do a bunch of dudes like. Was he better than I, Curtis Martin? I, I, I agree. I agree with that until I saw that he had a 1,700-yard season, and <laughs> your, your man Frank don't get much over 1,200. He don't get much over 1,100. The, the light-skinned the light boy Robert Smith from the Vikings. Yo, he's underrated. He's he underrated. He's just fast track. <laughs> he was fast. All right, man. Thurman Thomas, though. All right, go ahead. Right, here, go back. Back. Get out of here. Y'all trying to be here all day because y'all making the show longer. <laughs> trying to get out of here. So, are, are we are we done with the Kobe thing? That's all y'all got on that. I mean, I I I don't want to get sad, so I'm just gonna say rest in power to Bean, man. I mean, it, it does feel like it happened so long ago, um, but we definitely gotta like you know keep bringing that up. Because because of how much you know, stuff happens so fast in 2020, I mean, right. it, it's almost like even with like music and movies and stuff, they'd be like, yeah, that was one of the best films in 2020. I'm like, yo, that was five years ago. They're like, no, it wasn't. It was January. Like, <laughs> like so, so, we just got we're, we're consumed with so much stuff that this really does feel like it's years ago. But yeah. rest in power to Kobe, man. I mean, that's tough, well, man. I, I saw a picture of his family the other day and for Christmas, and I I couldn't even look at it. So. You know, it's still a painful thing. Yeah, because remember, it took like a month for them to even, you know, have the the ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. So that was 2020, you know what I'm saying, for a good month when it started. And then March is when it really all hit the fan because, you know, in February, we started hearing more about this coronavirus 
um, that was happening over in China and then it was happening in other parts of the world and then it was getting closer and getting closer. Then March hit <laughs> and Rudy Gobert single-handedly shut down sports in America. I'm not talking about just the NBA because everybody, every other league that was playing at the time followed suit. They canceled the NCAA tournament. Little League, AAU, high school sports, everything started to fold after the NBA decided to fold. Um, and I give all the, the props and credit to Rudy Gobert. His story was funny, and we talked about it when it happened. The funny part about it was the way he was playing when he didn't know he had it. You know, rubbing and touching all the microphones and all of that kind of stuff. And then ended up test being the first player to test positive for it, and the panic that that, that spread through, you know, when they just shut the the league down cold turkey, that was crazy. Um, how did you guys feel? Because I know you know we're not super huge college basketball fans, but we all get excited around tournament time, March Madness time, just like everybody else. How did y'all feel? Like, was it a situation like, yo, this is real now when they canceled the entire NCAA tournament? Yeah, it got serious. It got serious for me. I didn't think they were going to do it because yeah. there's too much money at stake. And, and it's it's almost like I always I, – and I, and I apologize, y'all. It's I bet, just, you, they don't, bet I you they don't do it this year. Me. Bet you I, don't do it this I have year. such doubt – I have such doubt in, in, in the human spirit, you know, collectively and at the top of the food chain. I'm like, yo, do they really care about college athletes that much? And then it dawned on me, and, and I think it, it wasn't just me, but someone told me. He said, it's not about them caring about their nah, lives or who died. Not at all. It's about the lit- – we live in a litigious society, so someone's firing up a lawsuit if their kid dies – or it suffers serious uh, medical implications due to COVID. So they have to shut it down because of the unknown and the implications involved with kids getting sick, not because they care about them being healthy. And it's pressure, Which, B. Yeah. Like, if the NBA shuts down, NHL shuts down, like, there, it's one of those things, like, you want to be on the right side of history, even though the NCAA has been on the wrong side of history so many times. But that was their individual um, circumstances and and things that happened to them exclusively. But if you have this and the dominoes are falling, you can't be the only one standing like, no, we're going to, you know, we got these 18 to 21 year old kids, but we're going to keep it moving. Even though every professional league and every high school league in the country didn't shut down. So that was a pressure thing because I guarantee you they wouldn't. If it, if it didn't, if the optics wouldn't have been what they were, they wouldn't have done it. Here's what I'll say. I'll just be very brief and say overall, sports in general, when sports start to shut down, that's when I knew it was real. I know mm-hmm. that, um, you know, B. Austin is in Georgia, and they must have already had their cure because they ain't stopped nothing down there from what I see <laughs> on my timeline. It's like life is normal. Like life is normal in Georgia, so y'all been had the cure. But, like, mm-hmm. that kind of made everything real to me because we know this how much of big business sports is, and – like, yo, they don't shut games down for nothing. Like, it could be, like, yo, it, it, like a terrorist attack. It could be, a, 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 you know, people getting killed. Like, yo, sports go on. But when they right. stop sports and shut entire leagues down, that's when I'm like, okay, now this is real outside of Georgia. But, you know, no doubt. Um, so, yeah. So that was March. Maybe that made it real in general. Everything, that's March, everything hit the fan. The hammer dropped. All, you, all the cliches of – 
it got started that you want to use, but that was March. Then we had April. April, we were almost a month in at this time, maybe three weeks in, to no sports. Sports fanatics are going through withdrawal. It's getting crazy. So ESPN, Michael Jordan, whoever else had anything to do with this, saw an opportunity. They moved the Last Dance documentary up from a June premiere to an April 19th premiere. They saw a ratings bonanza opportunity. They they were the only game in town at the at the at that point, and they really entertained us for the next five weeks with this ten part documentary documentary. And I loved every moment of it because you know we all watched it together on the chat and talked about it while it was going on. Um, what did that do to you guys? I mean, speaking for myself, and I know I can speak for at least Jimmy on this. Like we weren't, even though you know we've been sports guys all all our lives. I don't think we were going through the same type of withdrawals everybody else because Netflix, everything started popping with the absence of sports, and you got more time to do other things as far as entertainment is concerned and feed your other interests. So I was cool, but at the same time, when the Last Dance came out, perfect. You know, it's not a lot that because everything else is on demand, so it's not a lot no live sports to take my interest away from this. And I, I thought it was perfect for them to move it up and, and plop it right where they did. What were y'all thoughts on that and the whole documentary as a whole? I mean, I think it was well done. It was, it was, it was, it was entertaining. I know that when you do a documentary, it was controversial. Like, certain, people's per- <laughs> certain people's perspective. So it definitely was controversial. But <clears throat> the thing is, when you get older, you recognize that a documentary is just someone's point of view. And also, when you get older, you start to recognize how, like, you could be in a room and something happens, and you have the same, you have two people who have the same experience, and they see it two different ways. Mm-hmm. So, when you start to recognize that, you see, you don't take, doc- I know as a kid, I thought documentaries was like, that's fact. And as you get older, you realize, like, it's not fact. Not necessarily. It's no. But it's, yeah. But it still was very, it was still was very entertaining, um, you know, from the nostalgia standpoint, it was fire. Um, in fact, if you're a part of the of same it. mindset as the documentary, like exactly, exactly. <laughs> like when um, what was the the gentleman that uh, what was the bull name? Michael. He did the documentary about uh, Fahrenheit 9/11. He did that, yeah. And every Democrat in the country was like, "Yo, this is 100% factual," and that's what the president is doing, and that's what he did. And then you see somebody you know, else make something with a whole different perspective. I saw a documentary on Netflix. As a matter of fact, they on Netflix now. It's a documentary about like going vegan, and you watch that joint. You never want to eat meat again. And then it's another one about <laughs> right. the keto diet. And the keto diet tells you to eat nothing but meat. And like, and, um, <laughs> and then you watch that, and you like, well, they right. So it all depends about what you watch last. Like, yo, because they all make their points, and you be like, yo, they absolutely right. So just be just be careful with the documentaries, man. Um, make sure you do your own research and see who's behind it. But with that being said, getting back to um. Last thing was very well done. The nostalgia was there, so it was something that we needed within quarantine. Mm-hmm. It definitely, definitely was. B, what was it like? You know, getting a a replay into the career of one of your sports heroes. How was that? Um, five weeks. Of I mean, heaven. It, it was. It was. It was funny because. Um, as we've become men of a certain age, 
there's certain things that we look back on in 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 history as we as we grow, and it's like, all right, you can attach that specific thing to a period and point in time in your life where maybe it was a great time or hell, maybe it was a bad time. And seeing Michael Jordan's run, the first three chips, um, amazing, but I was a bit more of a young boy. I, I recall them vividly, but the last three rings, I was of, of age where I felt like it was truly a part of my life. I can I can even remember in 97 being on the phone with a particular young lady who was a basketball player and us just watching games together via phone. Like it was it was crazy. And so just looking at, at, at points in your life where uh yeah, I climbed that tree, but looking at life and understanding that those points and time and relating that to what was going on with the Bulls, it, it was kind of crazy, man. It brought back a lot of great memories. Unfortunately, or fortunately, you... yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> a lot of spit, no hands. Um, but one of the things that I, I, I really could appreciate about, about this was them showing more of the – personal side of Mike, which we found out being in Washington later on during college years that he was trash and the rest of the world really didn't know that. But I also like the dichotomy because it kind of showed how he still is the God MC when it comes to between the, the lines. But as a person, you know, and even he was sensitive to this, like people might not like the person I was and no, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, we, we, we don't. We, we didn't. Your teammates didn't. No one did, but we knew that it also was necessary in leading to you leading the Bulls and getting your chip. So, you know, that was that was also interesting. Speak for yourself. I ain't mad at him. Treat, treat people like shit if they allow you to. But, um, <laughs> like, your man, a couple of them dudes should have punched him in his mouth. <laughs> Handle your own. But I ain't going to sit there and boo-hoo. For you, because you're letting the boy treat you like that. But anyway, so yeah, that was that was April and a little bit of May, and then you know we, we like I said, COVID was already out here. The president was wilding, and then it really got even more real because George Floyd was killed in May. Um, this set off protests all across the country. Um, even set off protests in the world of sports. Uh, people really acted like they wanted to listen to us this time, so a lot of the pandering began. You know, they started taking black faces off syrup bottles and, and rice bags, and and you know, yeah, all some that of them, yeah, some stuff. of them even walking around in chains and and right, collars. All, all, all this important <laughs> stuff that they that they did for us after all of this, but of course, like I said, it seeped its way into the the, the world of sports because in July. Or even before July, when the players were making a decision of whether or not the NBA players, that is, were going to go into this bubble, some of those players, you know, spoke about what was going on in society with George Floyd, with black people, with the the movement, um, and was thinking that they shouldn't go back into this bubble. Kyrie Irving being one of them, um, Avery, Avery Bradley really, you know, 
stood up for what he believed in, didn't go back into the bubble, ultimately cost him a chance at, you know, being a, a big part of a championship team. But, um, yeah, so from May throughout the summer, this is what the country was going through. I mean, there was a time, there was a period where there were demonstrations out on, you know, certain streets of certain cities in the country pretty much every day. I mean, we know some of them turned into many riots, <laughs> police cars getting burned, buildings getting burned, glass getting broken. Um, what did this, you know, bringing it back to sports, like what kind of opportunity for these dudes to speak up do you think something like this gave them, especially since they were the NBA players are about to go into this bubble and be pretty much that time the only show in town because nobody was watching hockey in their bubble until the playoffs started. What kind of opportunity did you think this gave them, dude? Because I remember we had the conversation of should they or shouldn't they or or how should they use their power to, to make a difference? What were y'all thoughts? Man, that's, that's a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole lot to unpack. unpack. Um, I, I'm I'm going to I have I have an idea and a response as I form it. I'm going to also um, I'm gonna look at some of the alternative perspectives that came out. Um, I thought it was interesting to hear from or see some of the thoughts of Michael uh, Porter Jr. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see uh, the evangelical Christian uh, gentleman off the Orlando Magic. Uh, in his perspective on being triggered by Black Lives Matter, not not even so much the organization, um, because we know some of their tenets and beliefs are actually contrary, even to ours, but the actual statement, the statement Black Lives Matter in and of itself shouldn't be offensive to anyone, let alone a young black male. But it was interesting to see you know, it, it, it was just interesting to see the, the those responses and how even people from within an oppressed group or within a group of people um, that this should benefit from how, how there are people that are either A, agents or can be weaponized against themselves. Like that was that was interesting because I, I didn't anticipate that coming out of the ranks of the NBA, but, you know, never be surprised in, in this life. Um, I liked the statement on the, the jerseys, but I thought some of the symbolism could have been converted to actual action. I right. thought that some of, and, and maybe, you know, you blame it on COVID or blame it on the time, but I, I, I just think that there could have been more done and, and that it shouldn't be over you know, because we live in such a microwave society and, and, and there's so much it's like, you know, earlier in our lives, I doubt that we would feel like Kobe's death was so long ago. But in 2020, going into 2021, that feels like a lifetime ago because there's so much information and there's so much going on. And it's a 24-7, you know, 365 news cycle. Hmm? Nah, my bad. I got yeah no it's cool um so it's it's you know it, it's I'm hopeful that more comes of it 
Um, but I'm resigned to the fact that this is America. Uh, and every time there's a groundswell of discontent, the goalposts can be moved, the laws can be changed, and people's, people's let's say people's comfort, you know, are you going to be uncomfortable and risk something real for change? And we've seen some athletes, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, shout out to John Carlos, shout out to Muhammad Ali, who have done that, but this generation makes so much money you have to ask yourself, are you willing to walk away from seven figures, eight figures, nine figures to stand up for people who, even though they look like you, you sometimes have an issue relating, relating to? So, you know, I, I think it's great to see them bringing attention and awareness to it, but the actual agenda for change and what will come of it, that remains to really be seen, and it feels like it's kind of, ebbing now and we're moving back to the normal someone said something funny throughout all of this it's like yo you can't be a revolutionary and have a revolution where you're fighting and marching on friday but you can't do it on sunday night because you got to be at work monday morning <laughs> don't work like that no. <laughs> it, it's so much to unpack with that man and 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 in the words of uh our brother dr sundiata man it's it's, it's a nuanced complex conversation <laughs> Everything is nuanced. It's a very nuanced conversation because you're right. The, the money is so great now. You start to wonder, like, can I, could I do better for my people by taking this bread and putting it into the places where it's needed, versus just destroying and overthrowing this entire system? When I know that if I if I take that path, I'm gonna be a loner out there like Kaepernick. Everybody ain't gonna come with me. So what did I really accomplish other than bring attention to something? But there's still no resources fighting the good fight. So it's it's very nuanced. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Um, and that's again, not just in sports. sports. That's everywhere. Like we said, they were pandering, oh, yeah, but they weren't doing anything. You know, <laughs> weren't doing anything it's, it's that was really going to help anything in the long in run. In twenty twenty, so much stuff happens that all you have to do is like, yo, give it a couple of days, and it's, it's off the papers. And give it a couple of days. Like, something's coming around. Something's coming. Mm-hmm. Something oh, else is going to happen. Yo, on Christmas, we had a Christmas where the boy committed suicide and blew up a city block. And we ain't even on that no more. Yeah, well, that's, yo, that's we white passed, privilege. We right. passed that. That's white privilege, yo, but, too. But it's funny, it's funny <laughs> to know the word. The, it's funny what you chose to call him because around, around here, and I can only speak for the Georgia area, they're doing everything in their power not to call it terrorism. Hey. So, yeah, I mean, they're doing that's, everything. That's, not being called a terrorist when you do a terrorist act, that's white privilege in America. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Shout so out to the Ku Klux Klan. We had terrorism on our soil on Christmas. On Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be the yeah, happiest yeah, day of the year. Do you know you know All the right. thing the thing that really the thing that really brought everyone out to 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 the to the town square, so to speak, on this? Was the yeah. fact that we had we had very very rarely seen in our lifetime, and, and I'm speaking more for white America than us, a heinous act where a police officer is kneeling on someone's neck, looking into the camera with a smirk. I think that was a trigger with them because now there's no way to deny it. Now there's no way to say, Jamal, 
stop complaining all the time about being black and racism. You guys had a black president. There's no racism. The police are, you just have to listen to them. Just listen. You guys don't listen. And that's why they couldn't say that with, with George Floyd, because it was right there in front of them. Yo, right there in front. Let's be honest. Say these thoughts, man, because you can go on a whole show on a tangent on that. Right. I, I just want to say that, um, with all that being said, we had a terrorist attack, and then after within five minutes, like Larsa Pippen jumped in Bronny's DMs, and we was off that. Like we ain't even trying to figure out the next. Who else? But well, look, yeah, I know uh, Jimmy got a bounce, so I want to get your last thoughts as we move into uh-huh. July 2020. Of course. Y'all know I was hurt because the Olympics were postponed until 2021. Y'all know I'm a I'm a I'm an Olympic dude, um, but that's also when the NBA um, went into the Orlando Disney bubble. The NHL went into their little bubble the next month in August. So just give your before you roll, Jim. Give your final thought on bubble basketball and that experience. I think for those few months that we had it. <laughs> I'm glad I was alive to witness that. That was actually some of the best basketball I've seen in years. Um, it was very competitive, a lot of great games, a lot of high scoring. Um, you know, you see, you see cats uh, on cats social was media. Cats concentrating. They had no outside yeah. distractions except for social media. Yeah, they started. Yeah, they except for social media it. turned up. M- NBA bubble social media was fire. So it was like, it was just an amazing experience to me to watch it play out. Um, and, you know, shot the bubble basketball because at the time, like you said earlier, I'm like, I don't even miss sports. And then when it came back, I was like, yo, this is fire. Like, this is what sports <laughs> is. Like, so um, it was an amazing experience. And to our audience, though, I just want to say thank you to our audience because this is another year down because I could definitely got to pull out early, but pause. Um, no pause. Oh, uh, then again, uh, then, yeah, oh then again, what do you mean? Anyway, listen, though. Listen, though. Hey, listen, though. All you I just don't want no babies. Yeah. I want to say I want to say thank you to our audience for all the support that you guys give us. Um, happy New Year to all of you. Hopefully you'll be back with us in uh, 2021 when we do bigger and better things. And the last thing I want to say is I definitely will take Bo Jackson <laughs> and Napoleon Kaufman before Frank Gore. Uh, all right, y'all. Y'all hold it down for the rest of the show. We need to say Napoleon Kaufman. Come on, man. Stop it. John, but Jimmy, Jimmy, John Riggins, John Riggins. Nah, he white. Yo, listen. Um, um, how about I take I take Lamont Jordan or Justin yeah, Hardy? All right, yo, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, you went to Maryland, FM. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to mute his mic before he even leaves. Um, all right, so you know we're gonna wrap this up, and we see we got a, a call or two on the line. We're gonna get to you before we leave in a, in a couple minutes, and we will be leaving in a couple minutes. Um, you got any th- like what was the uh, bubble like for you? Because first of all, my opinion is I think they need the bubble for this season I didn't know how they were going to come back And get this off without having the bubble It's going to be a lot of You know, somebody test positive We got to quarantine them for 14 days That's going to hurt teams in the standings And move too much stuff around Making the 2020-2021 season Maybe even more wacky Than the 2020 season You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you can't expect them dudes to live in that bubble for that long for the whole season. Man, they make enough money for them to have to do what they got to do and, and and get the season off the way it needs to. But what were your thoughts? Yo, on the- at that type, at, to your point, with that type of bread, you should be willing to do anything you need to do to put food on your family. Right. Come on, man. Um, 
I was, I found something interesting, and, and maybe you can also speak to this. So we always see in arena environments, there's certain stars, and even guys that aren't necessarily stars, they're just good quality players that can ball under normal circumstances, right? In the bubble with no crowds. At home. At home. (laughs) At home. Yeah. No crowds, no crowd noise, no normal, just really concentrated on ball. We saw some, I don't even want to call it stars emerging because for all we know, these dudes is going to go back in a clamshell. The pumpkin, you know, it's going to turn 12 and they're going to turn back into, you know, what they are. But in in an empty gym, open run style, you got to really see some guys that are quality ballers and you understand why they're in the NBA, even if they don't get to display that in under normal circumstances. All right. Uh, what's the ball from uh, the Pacers? The Pacers. Yeah, yeah, I knew like you thinking about him. The best, the, the best player in the world. He was that looked like the homie Tracy Lee. <laughs> yeah, he was way he was way better than LeBron for about two months. <laughs> about two months, he he was cooking. He was the best player in the world for two months. Um. And then, you know, what's going to happen? Well, back to normal, I believe. Um, and there were a couple There were a couple other guys. Dame, who we know is already a superstar. Y'all don't know. Dame, Dame, talking about the ball, T.J. Warren. <laughs> T.J. Warren, yeah. Mm-hmm. T.J. Warren was, you know, he was, yeah, he T.J. Yeah. over LBJ during, during, in the bubble. <laughs> So no, I I, I get that, and it, and it might be when you like certain cats when you can just take it back to the essence and not have the fanfare, even though you know y'all make a lot of money to be able to do this in front of fans. Like this whole bubble thing, it took it back. Think of think back to high school, you know, whether it was our little version of AAU when we used to you know have tournaments like concha hockey tournaments stuff like that. Just take it back to the essence when you are playing with a team and you walk up in a gym, another game is going on at the time. So everybody just has to wait your turn because everybody's playing on the same court or the same two courts. Um, This is what the the bubble kind of was. And we used to play in gyms where it was standing room only. So it wasn't this huge crowd all the time. Um, Once in a while you played in one with a huge crowd, but it was the same type of atmosphere that they were playing in front because they were basically in the bubble playing in front of, the staffs of their own team. You know what I'm saying? The medical staff, the whoever they had down there as support were the only people allowed in the gym besides NBA personnel. So it's like you kind of took it back to the essence of that, and that's where a lot of these dudes shine. You know, that's where they got their shine in the first place to get to this level. So I, I think, you know, you take that crowd away, and you already know how they say superstars ball at home and on the road, role players usually just ball at home. Like, hey, you got that home, got that home atmosphere every time because it's not a bunch of fans rooting against you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, we had some unlikely heroes up in the bubble, man. It, it, it's something I believe. There's something to that. The 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 essence because I've been in Jim. Shout out to the old run and shoot District Heights. Um, I ain't going to name no names, but I've been in that gym with NBA stars and NBA no-names 
And there really mm-hmm. was no difference. In fact, the no name was cooking. Mm-hmm. But you see them on the court in a real game, and the no name is a bumbling, bumbling, stumbling, rumbling. You like, why this guy's on the roster for practice? Or what what do we so it, I think there's something to that, and I think the bubble gave an advantage to some of those no name guys. I really right, do. Well, I'm a guy that's saying bring the bubble back. But anyway, man, more on um, you know, the year that was, twenty twenty. Just wanna give a couple of shout outs to some teams that emerged from these situations, um, whether or not the situation helped make things a little bit easier or if it was hard. Like, either way, um, some teams, somebody had to come out on top, and L.A. has had a pretty good year. Shout out to the Lakers who emerged from the bubble with their 17th NBA championship. Uh, the NHL, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning emerged from their bubble as Stanley Cup champions, and the Los Angeles Dodgers Win their first World Series since 1988. Now, to wrap everything up, we can't talk about 2020 without, man, the notable deaths. And we're just keeping it in sports. But all throughout sports, entertainment, even in our personal lives, everybody else's personal lives because of this pandemic. Remember, we lost 250,000 people plus to this pandemic. But 2020 just seemed to be taking names, um, and there was a lot in the sports world. We're going to get to that in a minute right after we go to the phone line because we we're we wrapping up, so our phone calls are going to be very short. So keep them short. Real, real quick, real quick uh-huh. I'd be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't shout out the, uh, the Portland Timber, Timbers of the uh, Major League Soccer. Uh, they won the MLS Bubble Championship, beating what Orlando happened? City. Shout out to the Timbers. We're going to go to the phone line. Speaking of L.A., we got Rob calling from out in Cali. Big L.A. fan, Dodger fan, Laker fan. What up, Rob? What's going on, man? Yo, can y'all hear me? Can hear Rob you. Roy. Turn, turn me up in Rob, my microphone. Real quick. We got to get out of here. So we got to keep Yo, this what's, short. What's up, man? It's your boy Rob. End of the year, a.k.a. Yo, I'm pulling out, and I ain't pulling on Antonio Camardi. Anyways, man, how y'all doing? Good. Good man. Good. I'm I'm wondering since his name ain't news, how many kids, how many new kids Cromarty had this year? I don't know. I gotta find that out. Well, he just had like two. He got two basketball teams. I swear, in the bench. In the bench. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But right, we definitely, like I said, we gotta keep it short. We definitely gotta go. But give us your end of the year thoughts, man. Where's your sports highlight for for 2020? Uh, Well, you know what. I think you know this is well. Well, I want to give you three points, and then I got and I bounce out of here. Shout out to, shout out to Fred. You know what I'm saying me and Fred. You know why can't we be friends? We reconcile. Got love for Fred. <laughs> Tobias, Cotton Pickett, Tobias. You already know what I feel about him. Phil <laughs> Maddox. Phil Maddox is a good dude. You know, Tar Heel rep. But um, uh, my my thought, it felt like, you know, even though you know there's a cloud around the world. You know, it seemed like there was a little light under L.A., you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the Dodgers won. My grandpa could finally be happy and all that, you know what I'm saying? You know, because, you know, and, and by the way, you know, my grandpa was a true, a true dude. He stuck with his team even though they moved. So he stuck with the Dodgers that moved from Brooklyn to L.A. And he stuck with the Cleveland Browns who, who moved from uh, uh, Cleveland to Baltimore. I don't know what those, that other expansion team is, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, man. 
And uh, R.I.P. Kobe, God bless. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I met Kobe when I was like eight years old, eight or nine when I, when I first got to L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I met at an airport in, uh, I think it was in Utah somewhere. And I remember, um, you know, he looked at me, you know, me and my dad, my brother, he looked at me, he asked me my name. I said, said Robert. He looked at and he walked, he walked away. He said, when you get my age, I'm still going to be playing. And just walked away and, you know that 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 you know is a that that is a sign. You know, that's 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 just a glimmer of greatness. You know what I'm saying? Just no no, that's greatness right there. He, knew, he was willing to put in the work. He was willing to put in the work. I think there's this meme that I'm gonna put in World Room Sports, where where Irison asked, "We do after the can- man go somewhere, man." Okay, I speak like this. Go ahead, okay, man. Keep I talking. Keep like talking. This. Keep talking, man. You getting off? I the speak like go this. Go ahead. You got Kevin keep Hart talking. up in them. Talking the way he talked, y'all don't make fun of his little ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do, but go ahead, man. I watch his special. Leave that boy alone, man. Leave that boy alone, man. Go ahead, Rob. You was flowing, man. Go ahead. Damn. Yeah. I don't want to make fun of his little ass. What's your other point? What's your other one? It could deep that. Okay. okay. <laughs> y'all crazy, man. Go ahead. <laughs> you sound. I'm like you 40 when you were 15, man. How you how you pick up chicks, man? How you do pick up chicks? When you 15 Rob, years old, sound like a grown man. You gotta go, Rob, Rob. Come on, man. I don't okay, want to have to okay, hang okay, out. Okay, okay, okay. The second, I lift the them second, up. Okay, okay. <laughs> he can leave that boy alone so we can roll, man. <laughs> he asked how we pick okay, up man. chicks. I, I lift them up. I was a strong back. <laughs> lift up heavy. Man, I ain't going there. But anyways, listen. Um, my second thing is, you know, I did like the fact that it showed the it showed how powerful the NBA is as far as the uh, that that the black players and also players of conscious will come together. You know, and how powerful it is to the whole diaspora. We should project this Adolf thing that's trying to separate us, saying we're African American and we're not black. We're a separate entity. You know, people like Tobias, like Boyce Watkins, like Dr. Omar Johnson are trying to make money off the black culture, make money off of off of challenging white supremacy and not trying to invest in our communities, invest in other people. We should reject that notion. I may not agree, you know, I may not agree with Farrakhan of everything at all. And I may not agree with like a lot of people at all. Uh, uh, my my brother Jimmy at all things, but 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 one thing, but one thing's for sure, we all have to come together. Whether we be whether we be Jamaican, whether we be the, from Ghana, whether we be from from uh, Colombia, we're all, we're all, we're all are we all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talk. Man, man, I ain't bird, man. I ain't bird, man. Whatever, man. Whatever. You know. Also, one last thing. Work done. Just remember, when you invest in your community, you also invest in somebody's future. Work done. Did one of the houses he did bought was for Deshaun was for Deshaun Watson. So that's all I got to say. Children man. are our future. All right, no doubt, man. Have a be safe yeah. this New Year's Eve, man. Yeah. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week, God, good brother. God bless y'all. Yeah. I hope Tobias can have fun in, in his Arizona cotton patch. Peace, man. All right, peace. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Home, man. We love you, Rob. <laughs> Yeah. You and I see me all blue, all red, every day, every day. I'm 50 Tyson. All right, man, yo, you have me short on the air, yo. Grown with you. All right, um, we got to get up out of here. But like I said, just going to.
Give some some rest in peace shout outs, man. A lot of people um passed on in twenty twenty. So we'll read the whole show and of itself. I know. This is gonna be a long list, but I'm gonna read it real quick. Um for those we lost, man. Rest in peace. David Stern, Don Larson, Sam Weich, Rocky Johnson, Kobe Bryant, of course, Chris Dolman, Willie Wood, Tony Fernandez, Mickey Wright, Roger Mayweather, Fred Curly Neal, the Globetrotters, Tom Dempsey, Bobby Mitchell, Al Kaline, <laughs> Tavares, Tavares Jackson. I forgot Tavares Jackson died. I can't even call him what we used to call him. Hank Steinbrenner. Don Shula, Mike Storen, Bob Watson, Phyllis George, Jerry Sloan, Tom Flatley, Pat Dye, Wes Unseld, Claudel Washington, Luke Olson, John Thompson, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, Gail Sayers, Bob Gibson, Whitey Ford, Joe Morgan, Fred Dean, Travis Roy, the War Room Sports' own Herb Adderley. Shout out to him. That's our Hall of Famer right there. Nancy Dush, Tommy Heinsohn. Paul Hornung, Diego Maradona, Rayford Johnson, Dick Allen, Ray Perkins, Kevin Green, Phil Negro, and a few more, man. Rest in peace. 2020 was a rough one. Um, Like I said, all of this is probably going to seep into 2021, but hopefully it could be a little better than, uh, than what we just experienced. So everybody out there, man, keep your head up. Keep pushing. Be cognizant of, of, you know, what you can do to keep you and your loved ones safe, man. B, you got any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Our last show of 2020. Yo, 2020, man. Leave us alone, man. Leave us alone. F-O-H. Let 2021 ride, man. No doubt. Have a happy year, man. Definitely. We out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us in another briefing in the war room. Our last of the year that was 2020, a.k.a. Hell Year. Earl Campbell. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. If we didn't get to you, we apologize for that, man. Call in a little earlier next week. But tune in next week, live right here for our first show of 2021, as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. And welcome in a new year that we hope is collectively better than the one that we're leaving behind. So until then, enjoy your New Year celebration. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your sports. We'll see you right back here next week. Please stay safe and consider your loved ones and your societal neighbors in everything you do. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts at the hub, warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top in 2021. Peace. My bad, Frank
knowledge Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college Five guys, no beef though Fourth street street, but the streets know Bellafani, I got a chief flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us War Room Sports www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.